If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big Thing. Happy Monday. I'm excited. I'm really excited for today's guest. Um, Danny Fernandez is coming on, and I have never really had a chance to have like a full-on conversation with Danny Fernandez. If you don't know Danny, she is a comedian. She is a writer. She is an actress. She does it all. She does it all. And I can't wait to talk to her about a great many things. There's going to be so much that we're going to talk about today. I'll ask certain questions about certain movies. Who knows what the hell if we're watching the same things. There's tons of stuff, and I just remember from being around, like I say, I haven't spoken to Danny on air. We've had many conversations in the past, but I just wonder if there's other things that she knows about. We're in very different generations, so she, there's a lot of stuff that she's probably watching and has watched that I should be watching, but I don't know about. So I'm going to ask her about that, too. also want to see what she's doing, what she's writing, what she's working on. Um, and a whole bunch of things. But before we even get into that today, I got to let you guys know, as I mentioned a few different times, we got a new Patreon. At least it's the SEN Patreon, but there's more tiers, and they're pretty exciting tiers, I got to tell you. Uh, we came up with these, and we just thought that it would be really fun. And as we mentioned on SEN Live, SEN Live is no longer live on Twitch anymore, but we didn't want to get rid of the show, and we knew how much people love the show, so we are we are giving people access to two episodes of SEN Live monthly at the $5 tier. However, if we get 250 patrons, we're going to make it three. And if we get the 500 patrons, we're going to make it four episodes. So that's for, um, that's, that's for the $5 tier, the $10 tier. We're going to do, I know you guys have been loving the rewatch series. We're just doing Batman right now, but there's some movies that people, Hey, why don't you do Lawrence of Arabia or the thing or those types of things. And, and instead of putting it on the main channel, like, well, let's let the audience vote on it. And then you guys can, uh, we'll do a rewatch at the end of each month. So that's one big thing rewatch at the ten dollar tier plus obviously the SEN live episodes and then we're going to do brett and kate's play date and they have weekly episodes that ain't going anywhere and they're going to we're going to try to uh promote that up a little bit more and do some more stuff with brett and kate's play date because i know it's been pretty popular and that the 15 dollar tier is only three tiers pretty simple one patreon exclusive we're going to do a live show per month with me it could be a big thing episode it could be sith it could be any of those um shows and we're going to do one live episode because people keep asking, are you going to do live shows anymore? And I don't do live shows on this channel, but I will do one on Patreon. So that's what, everything we got going on. And obviously, don't forget about the audio feed. Subscribe, rate, comment, all that. And then obviously, Spotify. We're starting to pick up on Spotify. Let's follow us over there. But enough with this. You don't want to hear me keep talking about this. You want to hear Danny Fernandez. Same with me. All right, let's do it. Let's get to the big thing. It's me. It's Danny Fernandez. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Monday. And I hope you had a great weekend. And we're going to have a great show here today. Ladies and gentlemen, joining the show for the first time is Danny Fernandez. <laughs> I don't know if you can see me off screen. I've just been like chugging caffeine. No, I've I, just been like every sentence you say, I'm taking a sip. Knock it down. I'm telling you. My, so my, my wife just bought me for Christmas. She got me an espresso machine. So, Are you addicted? Yeah, you have no idea. I wake up with the kids in the morning, right? So I need, I, I need a. Uh, I'm, I'm not a young. I'm not, a, I'm, a, I'm not a youngin like you. I have, I, I, every, every single thing when I wake up, I'm compared to me. You, I'm telling you, you're youngin. And I, and I, so I wake up, I wake up in the morning, and I, and here comes the kids, and the four year old is like taking care of seventy five kids. So that espresso, it just like welcomes me with open arms, like get over here, give me a hug. So yeah, I love Two it. Two things. Why do they wake up so early? My niece and nephew wake up at like 5 a.m. What time do they go to bed? It's like, are you on like military time? <laughs> what the heck? Well, I'm telling you, with the stopping and everything that they're doing, and my my kid, the four-year-old, we thought she was gonna be the calm one, and she is a soprano. She really is. Um, but yeah, do do you do they wake do they go to bed early? Yeah, I guess like six or seven. That's, that's like little kid time. That's why. And then the other, the other thing I was gonna say is that I never had energy. I actually tweeted and I was like, shout out to the kids that like never had energy. <laughs> Everyone says like when you were little, and I was like, no, I never wanted to like climb rock. I never wanted to run. She I hated chill. PE. 
I just wanted to like pet animals. I just wanted to like sit and and be with my sticker book. I'm sure there are people listening that are like, yeah, that was literally me. I did not want to. I was I was born a 70 year old woman. <laughs> you know how badly we were hoping for one of you. Like we were like, because my, my 10 year old is a ball of energy and she, and, and we thought, okay, well, this one's going to be the chill one. We don't know, but that's, that's what you get. Cause I certainly was not a chill. I was not chill. I was all over the place, full of energy. So petting animals and just doing a sticker book sounds like a dream, but I'm, I'm done. No more for me. No more for me. I wanted to be a vet for so long. I also used to take in stray animals. That was, I don't even know if kids do that anymore, but I wanted to be a vet until I found out that you also had to put them down. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I just want to do the petting part. I just, don't want to do the put you, down. Yeah. It's almost like the patch Adams of, of yeah. pets. You come in, you cheer them up, and then you take off before anything else has to happen. That's called a volunteer. That's called yeah. a rescue volunteer. Absolutely, yeah. it is. Uh, how have you been? I've been, you know, it's been, I think just like up and down, like everyone yeah. else, my writer's rooms are virtual, which sound, I mean, I think everyone that has moved to zoom know like what a grind it is. Mm-hmm. I think like the wor- work at home culture was really like, oh yeah, it's great. Like, I mean, people that already worked at home knew that it wasn't, <laughs> that it wasn't always so great, but having to be creative and be on and like staring at people for like seven hours a day. You're, like it's not I'm not even like doing like we're literally like on a zoom there's like 10 of us yeah. and so you're having to like use your brain 24 7 and it just actually burns a lot of calories Does like really? you're having to use yeah using your I mean no one's like losing weight I mean more like you're having to like you're having to fuel yourself constantly right, right. because yeah, your well, brain is using so many so much sugar and stuff to to work it's true, and I think that we probably relate on this when it comes to the the, the Zoom meetings, and because from you being a comedian, being on stage, knowing and being a performer, you, you understand the same thing. Like I can't, I'm I'm doing these episodes right now digitally, and I was kind of pushing against it, but I also felt that it was a way to to get people, whether it was people like yourself or people who were out of town, that I can have more conversations with. But like, it's the in studio stuff for me anyway. Yeah. That it's that vibe, it's that energy, and I'm sure it's the same thing in the writer's room where you want it, you're you're there and you're and you're not distracted by anything else and you're bouncing off and there's jokes that are being thrown out and it's just it's just a different energy. Yeah, I really feed off of like I'm one of those people I'm social for like an hour or two and then I need yeah. to go back into my cave. Yeah. Uh so I I do I feel like a lot of my friends are like that too, but I, I didn't I liked the, having the option of getting to go out and now we don't even have that option anymore. So I don't, I, I don't think it's gonna be for that long. I think we're I think we're coming out of it, but still it's it's still it's just such a bummer in the fact that like we've been okay, yeah, yeah. It's like a tease. Like here you go. Yeah, you guys are you're good. You're not nah, just kidding. It's like, oh, it's every, it's just, yeah. a, it's like a kick in the ass every single time. But I do feel like it's getting better. And I feel like we're going to be doing more. I, I, I bet you, and you can hold me to this. I bet you by February, the, the second week in February, you're back in the, you're back in, in the writer's room in front of people. No way. You don't think so? No way. I don't think that the studios want to take that chance. No, I don't think they want to. So, well, actually, I take that back. A couple of my friends are doing in-person writers' rooms, but I think some of them have to wear a mask. They definitely have to get tested like every week. Yeah, but I don't. I think that's a liability for some of the studios. They just don't want to do that. I just, I just think cases are going to go down rapidly in the next like two or three weeks. I think they're gonna. I yeah. think that the surge is starting. Going to finally start to move out of it. But what the hell do I know? I, you know, I, I, I was. <laughs> I literally had a statement on a t-shirt that was that said, I don't know shit. So that's probably the, uh, that's probably the mantra I should stick by. That is a mantra for all of us. It's true. It's true. Um, so tell me about, I know you can't talk about exactly what you're writing on at the moment, but like mm-hmm. certain projects that you have been writing, when did you get, let's start with this. When did you decide from the transition? Because I, I was able to actually see your like progression as far as like when when we met you were de- you're definitely you going up at you doing comedy but you just kind of mm-hmm. exploded inside of getting job whether it was working with kevin smith whether it's getting the job in, in yeah. how did all that it just and you're and you're you're a hustler you really you work hard so how did all that yeah. stuff happen <laughs> i was gonna say yeah i'm never happy so i'm just like a perfectionist <laughs> per- People like perfect. how do you do that i'm like i'm never satisfied i don't yeah. recommend it 
um, working on that. I moved here to write. I actually moved to LA. Uh, I'm, I went to high school and college in Texas okay. and then I lived in Colorado for a year. And then I was like, I had a lot of, I met Roy Wood Jr. at Denver Comedy Works and he later we've collabed, um, on a couple of projects and stuff together. He's kind of my mentor actually. Um, and now we have the same manager. Uh, and so, I had other I had other comedy people encouraging me to move here. They were like, "You'll never, um, you always regret it. You know, you can always move back. You can always." I was I was younger, uh, and so I just I just came out. I don't know if I recommend that because <laughs> I didn't have anything lined up. Uh, and and another thing is I don't know if you dealt with this. The people that like might have promised you jobs or like, "Oh, I can get you on thing," like they suddenly disappear. 100%. They suddenly not answering their texts. They're suddenly not answering their DMs. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was I was lost. I was stuck. I didn't know anyone. I got a job at um the Ice House Comedy Club because I drove oh, wow. to the Ice House and gave them my resume and to be a hostess. Wow. And they said like 200 people had applied to to be a hostess there. And so I got that job and and I started to meet comics, I started to do stand up. I met Mark Ellis. Is that you met Mark Mark. At the Ice House? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I met him at the Ice House. Um and in like 2014. And Oh wow. Damn. And then I and then uh I didn't write. It's really hard to get into. I, I thought like, oh, I could surely be a writer's assistant. Like cut to everybody wants to be a writer's assistant. Everybody right. wants to be a PA. Everybody yeah. wants to just be close, you know, to production. Or, And so I kind of took a detour from doing, from knowing Mark and from um, doing stand-up and, and knowing people like Joe Starr. And like, uh, you know, I started, I started to pop up as guests on like shows, you know, mm -hmm. on like Collider and Screen Junkies and like these other Nerdist. Um, and people really liked having me as a guest. And so they're like, oh, why don't you, our host is out this week. Do you want to cover? And then it slowly came like, oh, do you want to host your own show? And so that's how I got in at, at Nerdist and um, Geek and Sundry and some of those places. So I took like a big detour yeah. i feel like a lot of people that have a comedy improv like background they're able to host very effortlessly um <laughs> you're like yeah it's really easy um no, it's, it's not it's but not, it, it is once you've done you yeah it, it's a matter of being so it's a matter of being able to speak and understanding that when you like you have to it's different rooms right it's like the same way when yeah. you have to navigate a room of 200 people on stage or 15 people on stage it's the same type of tools that you have if you're doing it enough i agree with you 100% that it is it 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 comes easier it doesn't mean that it's effortless but it comes easier yeah. because you're you're navigating and use, you're using that same tool because i just started getting back up on stage and what I found is as I was going back up on stage, I'm it's I'm I'm it's 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 a lot easier now for me to do certain things and play with the room a little bit more and play with guests and have it because it's that, that tool comes back. So I yeah. do agree that for comedians, it's 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 a tool that we're able to use that helps us host tremendously. I think that's accurate. Yeah, but I actually I should preface I haven't done stand up since like like actual stand up since like 2015 2016. I felt like I was treading water out here and I was I was writing I was hosting I was acting I was doing VO work I was which a lot of our friends do. Yeah. But I just felt like I wasn't moving forward and cut to like when uh Mark and I were dating Mark and I dated from 2014 to 2017. I yeah. think a lot of people don't <laughs> Well, I mean, he's great. We're still best friends. But I was going to say, like, I think it's really funny because people always, like, equate us. I'm like, we haven't dated in, like, four or five years. <laughs> but when we were, it was wild to see him, you know, hosting, doing this and that, and then showering and going out at 10 p.m. Yeah. and doing sets till 1 a.m. And I was like, how in the world do you do that and then go into a writer's room in the morning? You know, I have tons of friends that do that. They'll write for like John Oliver or they'll write for Jimmy Kimmel. And and then they get off from their writer's room. They shower. They go and do stand up till 1 a.m. And they're back in their writer's room. And I'm yeah. like, I just felt like I was burning the candle at both ends. And I wasn't moving forward in my career the way I wanted to. And I got really smart. I was like, what are the two things that I want to do? And I think that's how you saw me kind of propel forward all of a sudden <laughs> is I, 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 I sat down. I was like, what do I actually want to do? You yeah. know, and it's great that I have a background in stand-up and, and sketch and improv because I can use that in my acting. I can use that in my hosting. But I was just like – and writing, of course. Yeah. I mean, a comedy background and being a comedy writer. But I can't recommend enough once you find the thing that you want to do, like actually not feeling like you have to do 100 things. 
um, because I just felt like I wasn't moving forward out here. So it's just really about putting your feet down, digging your heels in and saying, well, that's the goal. That's the game plan. And that's ultimately what you did. But you, it, it's it's a good thing to tell people, though, too, is like throw the net out there and see and, and use all those things. Because as you said, even though you haven't done stand up in since 2015, you have that tool. You have that experience that that helps you tremendously in the things mm-hmm. that you do. And it doesn't just have to relate to stand up. It's it's whatever you're doing out there in general for people um, that the more you work on certain things, like, oh, that was a waste of time. Nothing's a waste of time if you use it. Oh, no. In the line. Yeah. yeah. No, I've used it tremendously. I think it's, it's, I remember once I did a, uh, I don't want to say what company, but we had to, a lot of our friends, like we all had to, we, we know each other in the, in like the hosting nerd yeah. community. And we all had to audition for this huge studio in front of each other. And it was like the one time where I felt like, oh, this case, it was, it was just like, you know, I could do like everyone was watching and it was so easy. Right. It was like the teleprompter, this and that very transitioning, whatever. Great. And then you saw people that maybe didn't have a comedy background or stand at background really struggling with having to like which makes sense auditioning in front of everyone but like really struggling to transition from subject to subject and and interviewing people and being watched and so i was really glad that i had that background well yeah i mean it's for me it's it's all the stuff that mark ellis and i did for when we met well it's we met at a barbecue at my house but then we really started hanging out more so at uh at the comedy store and everything and and knowing that aspect of each other but then because we had that comfortability with each other when we go into rooms because i can even tell you how many times the two of us went into rooms together because they wanted to audition the schmoes right and we had to do right that. yeah that that gives you an air of it's it's funny it gives you an air of comfortability but then it's also you have to also realize that when the other person's not there it's not always like that you don't have that person, so you've got to rely yeah. on that was where the stand-up comedy comes. You don't have, I don't have Mark on stage when I'm doing stand-up. I got to rely on me. So it's interesting and makes a lot of sense that you say that. Uh, but so what the, so a lot of that stuff, as you said, you pivoted, you started to say, okay, well, that's what I want. How did the Wreck-It Ralph thing come in? Because I, it was almost like a fun Easter egg for me when I was watching. <laughs> like, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know about this. This is awesome. And how did that all come It was so funny. My friends were like, how did you not tell any of us? I'm like, I'm not going to let you ruin my chance with Disney. (laughs) Um, The several people at Disney, this is, you know, I hate social media, but it also has helped me in my career and with visibility is that several of them followed me, um, including Rich Moore, who's a director who created Wreck-It Ralph. Um, And... uh, they reached out to me because they wanted real life people. I don't know if you, if you watch Ralph breaks the internet, they have real life gamers, real life hosts, real life people that have hosted at these different, they wanted to meet people that were actually from these internet sites. And so uh, they asked if I wanted to play myself essentially. And it was great. I mean, they had to watch countless videos of me to animate me. That was kind of intimidating <laughs> knowing someone watched yeah. me and like they got my, cause I talk with my hands a lot. They got that down and that was, I'm like, we didn't have to go that far. <laughs> you didn't have to animate me that far. Um, and like my mouth movements. And then I started hosting with Disney, you know, cause I am, I had hosted with E I've hosted, you know, a lot of different places. And so yeah. I ended up hosting at New York comic con with them and then the Aladdin premiere. And then like, it's kind of once you're in uh, Skybound. Yeah. Skybound. We're cool. both in Skybound. It's funny. We keep crossing paths that way too, because even when, we, so Skybound for people who out there who don't know that they're partnered up with Schmodown, everything do they, they've been doing these um, Skybound expos. And they were, and I remember when we did the first one, like, Hey, are you familiar with, uh, with Hector Navarro and Danny Fernandez? And I'm like, very much so they're hosting I'm like that's awesome and, and and when having you guys kind of throw to the schmo down it's it's so funny how this even though the space is big it's so small you know it's yeah and and that's why it's really important i think to look out for each other to you know show up for people rec- we recommend each other too yeah. it's like we can't have all of the jobs uh and some jobs i've kind of like graduated from you know i've kind of moved on and i'm like i have other goals you i in my life i feel like you should have different goals you know each year and and to help my career progress. And so being able to recommend people that I've worked with the same way that I was, that I became a guest and then a guest host and then a host, and then, you know, kind of went on and wanted to create my own stuff. And um, that's why it's really important to like not have a bad reputation or (laughs) like dick someone over. Cause I feel like everyone finds out about it. It's a small town Um, and people don't want to work with you and people stop recommending you or flaking. I can't recommend, I mean, You've lived in LA for how many years? People are such flakes here. Drives me crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, I maybe you have the luxury of flaking, but I don't. And I, 
you know, and so I just stop recommending people if they flake too many times. So have, many people want this job. It's true. I've I've had that a handful of times, and it's like, oh, like, and it's last minute stuff. Like I understand certain things when certain things come up, and it's like, hey, and you give somebody notice, but then it's like, if it's oh, if it becomes a habit, it's yes. like, it's like, come mm-hmm. on, it's 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 fine, but it doesn't mean, as you said, that I want to work with you anymore, or that I want to mm-hmm. recommend you, because that that ultimately then starts to bleed into your reputation, because you like who who are you recommending. Like, you know, yeah. what I mean? so so that is very important. I agree. Um, the other thing, as I mentioned in the top of the show, is that there's a lot of stuff that uh, we used to talk about. And like, you're, you're are you still you're pretty big into anime? Yes, but I'm kind of I feel I'm in a cave. Please don't yeah. judge me. I'm like in this writer's room. When you talk about TV all day, sometimes the last thing you want to do is watch more TV. Get it. I get it. Sometimes I just need to literally move away from the screen. Actually, a blue light blocking glasses for when we are um, writing. And sometimes I literally just go to the ocean and stare at the water. Probably <laughs> good. Like- it probably calms you down. It's probably it's a smart thing. I mean, the same same. I, I'm with you. I was just talking. I had Freddie Prince Jr. on, and we were talk- we both wrote for WWE, and it's like we both had the similar experiences that when you're working there and you're doing something, you're not watching. You, you mm. don't want to watch it anymore. You see how the sausages are made. Uh, it's the same thing. There's a lot of different things that uh, kind of play. Same thing when he he also referenced Star Wars. Like he was part of Star Wars, and and after right. the sausages were made, he just kind of stepped back. So working in TV, and that's what you do all day long. Maybe you don't want to watch TV. You just want to stare at the ocean. You want to that, that makes sense to me. But um, are there things though that you still get a chance to check out? Or right now you're just you're just focused in on as you said. You have your game plan. It's the writing right now, and that's and that's it. No, I've kind of since I'm not in the <clears throat> reality TV space, I've actually started to watch a touch more of that. And one of the shows that I love that I can't, sorry, <clears throat> one of the shows that I love that I can't shout out enough is We're Here. We're here. It's on HBO. It's an HBO original, so you can watch it on HBO Max. It is um, three drag queens, uh, Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka O'Hara, who are originally from RuPaul's Drag Race, but I didn't even really watch that. I didn't, I haven't really caught up with that. I haven't really watched most of those seasons. Um, They go to small towns and they introduce drag to the town. Okay. And it's a really big deal because I think they just had two seasons. they just finished their second season, but it's a big deal because it's like they're helping people come out in that town. They're finding allies. They're showing that you can do drag and still be masculine, whatever your toxic masculinity. Like it, it's also hilarious. I want to say it's so funny when I watch it. I'm just like, a, yes, I'm like, I just yes, want to be listen. friends with them. They're so funny they're, it's so groundbreaking. Um, and it's just fun. They're like doing people up. They're like the wigs and the makeup and the costumes, but they're also talking to people in these really small conservative towns to be like, we are harmless. Like we're not, we're not hurting anyone. And they're doing with humor and they're doing it. So yeah. Uh, Cool. So yeah. And it's like a show. I mean, they're up there. They're like telling jokes, they're singing, they're like putting on a whole show. And so I got really into it. It's just like seeing these families, you know, that these people that not only feel they're like their parents will do drag with them. You know, and it might be like a really tough, like biker, a dad that's like riding Harleys and is like, I've never, you know, I would never put on makeup. And they're like, can we try? (laughs) And he was like, you know, for my son, sure. And so it's like them kind of seeing that it's like so harmless to just let people do what they want. And it's a lot of fun. And HBO Max is doing great stuff right now. It's it's funny how obviously, you know, they 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 had to step up because it's HBO and everything, but it's it's still when they jump into that streaming game because they had HBO Go and everything but it's it's different they got into the game with hbo max and i think that it's amazing that with the amount of different um streaming platforms out there that they just came out firing and again people are always going to say yeah well of course it's hbo it, it doesn't mean anything because you can have a lot of money you can have a rep but you got to put out the right yeah. stuff and they're doing it they're doing it with original content they're doing it with older stuff i mean if you in the background there i got a picture of the sopranos and that i rewatched the entire season a series again uh then you have the original movies and that, that whole plan Wait, christian can i tell you i had yeah. never seen obviously i knew of the sopranos and my yeah. dad was super into it but i wasn't allowed to watch it when i was younger it came out when i was too young to watch it and so i had to audition 
um, for a part where I needed to have like a 1970s New York accent. And to me, that's like Goodfellas. And yeah. so I was like, how else to do it? Watch Goodfellas, watch Sopranos, Sopranos. Sorry. That's how they say it on there. And so I would just copy what like Carmela would say. She would say, it, and I would say it, I would watch her. And I know Tara Strong said that when she was like learning different voices, she, that's what she would do. She would just keep copy what they were saying oh, that's great. repeatedly. Yeah, did, so that so, was that was my whole like fall was just watching The Sopranos, and then I was like, I need watch? a break. How many did you watch? Okay, so I think I, I watched till season four. Okay, and then I was like, I need. I think this is affecting my mood. <laughs> I was funny. like, it's funny. I Steph, need to stop. Steph Sabra is on the, the show um, a lot, and we and we and she had never seen The Sopranos, and she started watching the she started watching and she said that she said the same thing she started to talk in very new york and, and all that mm -hmm. and i had seen it many times over but i i just wanted to rewatch it again because uh, the many saints of newark was coming out mm -hmm. and i started getting so inspired i'm like i always told myself i wanted to get that that painting of tony as napoleon with the horse and i said i'm gonna do it and i bought it for myself for my birthday and oh, that's what's behind you. I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's, yes. It's, there's a scene where Tony, it, he, he has he's this dating that, yeah, yeah, that he's woman, a, right? His right. friend, uh, yep. his friend's girl. Yes. Yeah. And then he gets, he gets it sent and something happens to the horse and he does what he wants. He wants to get rid of it. He wants, he throws the painting out and then Paulie gets it and Paulie doesn't want, he doesn't, he's sick of Tony staring at him. So he has, he repaints it as no Tony as like a, a general and um and that's the one I got so that's uh people, I love people that. but anyway yeah so I love that's one of my favorite shows but HBO Max man they're really just they're just doing it right all with the original programming mm -hmm. so if you which what's your go-to when you are watching stuff is it HBO Max Disney Plus um what do you yeah, got? I have to say I think it's those like really I don't know why I really love those like I've started to, I watched this season of Queer Eye and I watched, um, I started to rewatch it. Like I also have a Peloton and sometimes I don't want to listen to the instructors. So I'll just like put them on low and I'll like actually watch something else. And I think it's that feel good. I don't know, like I just need a lot of feel good stuff right now. Yeah. And so watching them like make over someone's life and seeing them cry and like be so, and I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm friends mm -hmm. with them and it just feels I just need a lot of, obviously Ted Lasso, I've tweeted about Ted Lasso. I went to the Ted Lasso premiere uh, oh, in nice. July. They Apple's been really good to me. <laughs> They've sent me a bunch of stuff. I'm like, oh no, I'm tweeting about this because I like, I mean, I know you know I like the show, but I'm like, I'm friends with um, Christo who's on it, uh, Danny Rojas. Um, and he's amazing and great and like blowing up right now. And so that's all, obviously a feel good show. And I, not that I'm not into others because I, I love that we have a range it's just so much bad news <laughs> happening that I feel yeah. I kind of need like I was saying with the Sopranos like I watched it and then I was like okay I need to put something on that makes me feel really good I'm with you um because I think that that's so everybody was talking about euphoria recently I've never seen it right and they're like you should you like yeah you should watch it but know that because you got daughters and everything I'm like look even if I didn't have daughters, I wouldn't watch that show right now because I just hear it. It's, and, and I love everybody involved with it. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I, 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 was, I just like binged Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai to me, mm -hmm. it, that's like, like, yeah, feel good, fun 80s kind of feel. And I'm like, I feel good afterwards. You know, I was watching like Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. I just watched Peacemaker, the, the first episode. And there's some kind of violent stuff in it, but it's hilarious. And James Gunn yeah. just comes out kicking with all this dialogue. And that's the kind of shit I want to watch right now. It's not to say that I'm not going to watch deeper stuff if it comes along and there's certain movies but i don't need to that's one of the reasons that i started this channel is when I, we were doing schmoes and collider like we covered everything right and a lot of the shit that mark and i sometimes i mean you know you mark long enough we were just oh, i gotta go see this because we covered <laughs> on the channel can i tell you i always thought that was crazy now that i'm like on the other side yeah. but like when we were dating he was like i gotta go see this movie i'm like wow how hard i woke up at like 8 a.m to go into my office job and i fucking hate yeah. it was like before i officially transitioned over to entertainment but it is funny when no one wants to see a bad movie. No one wants right. to sit through like two hours of a bad movie and then you get another bad movie and, and you're like, oh, so, but I always thought that was funny. I was like, wow, your life is so hard. And now people are like, wow, you write television. You just like sit there and get to write TV and you're, you know, you can't handle it and have to go stare at the ocean. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that all it, it, it's it yeah. comes a circle? Yeah. Cause I remember we, it, it's that's, I didn't want it to feel like work anymore. And that was, and that was the same thing to where Mark yeah. and I both, we're on the same page. We just didn't want it to feel like work anymore. And the problem is that you get to a place, especially with having a family. And mm -hmm. I've been pretty vocal about it. I, I couldn't, I, I don't really, 
I couldn't stand my time at Collider. It had nothing to do with the people I was working with. I love all the people I work with, but it was like, it was, it felt corporate. And even though we're talking about movies, it felt like this is what you need to talk about. This is what's popular. This is blah, blah, blah. And I still talk about shit that's popular now, but I do it on my own watch and I do it because that's what I feel like talking about. And I have some fun. And if I want to go see it, if a screening comes in, I want to see that movie. So I'll go in and I'll cover it. And if it's shit, it's shit. I'll still talk about it. But it's like, oh, because you're, it's always a crapshoot because mm-hmm. it's, it's subjective, right? You could, there's a movie I'm sure that you and I could talk about. There's something that you hate and I love it, but it's a crapshoot. Like, I didn't mind going to the movie. That was fun to me. I'm like, that was terrible. I felt like I had like, ice picks in my eyes, but I can choose to go now as opposed to you guys got to cover this now. Or when Mark and I were doing it, it was four movies a week would come out and we knew that, okay, well, people are, going to be talking about this one or we just want to make sure that we're in the sphere and people know because we were getting our rotten tomatoes and doing all this stuff but i think we earned our stripes at this point so that's, yeah yeah so anyway but um the other thing you re- you actually i i'm not gonna pretend that i know all about it. i did a little research on it but i don't okay. know enough about it i want to okay. hear what you were telling me about with the mushrooms like mm. i it's I'm so happy to talk to you about this this. so is- i've been pretty open since my inception on social media about mental health and um, and my journey with mental health and yeah. the different things. I've done everything, Christian. I've guinea pigged myself. I've done like clinical ketamine with a doctor. Um, actually, like Neil Brennan talked about it a lot. And we actually had the same doctor. We both hated it. <laughs> I yeah. uh, I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like the, it just felt like my, my soul had been flung out of my body in a not fun way in a very like anxiety inducing where I, w- I was put under for an hour and I thought it was like three weeks. Oh, wow. Like I just yes. lost all track of time. So that I've done like TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation where they stimulate under stimulated areas of your brain that I do recommend. I like that a lot and a bunch of other things. And also shrooms. I started doing, somebody was like, I feel like the thing that you're missing because I've done a wealth of therapy all the different therapies. I've seen a lot of different therapists um, and they've all helped me in different ways, but it was just like, there was just something that I couldn't like a wall or something that I couldn't get past. And so in April or May, I started microdosing shrooms. And so what I do is I get from a person because I believe they're still illicit. They shouldn't Mm -hmm. be. They're like literally of the earth. It should just be like weed, um, which should also, I know it's hard to get in certain areas of the country, definitely not here. Um, But I have a little capsule Mm -hmm. and I open it and I put like half of it into like water or tea or whatever. That's a microdose. So I'm not taking like enough to hallucinate. I take enough that I can talk to you like this. You know, I can, I can be in my writer's room and stuff. And it is, it's made such a difference. It's made such a difference. It's really about, helped. I read yeah. about it. You told me about it. I want. I said, "Oh, let me check it out." I read about a little bit about it, and and there, it's becoming pretty popular. A lot of people have been have been doing this. And how did you find out about it all the way through, and then then decide? Okay, were you nervous yeah. to it? Like like at this point, I don't think no. I mean, we were still. It was last year, and it was like the pandemic had like come back around, and I was yeah. just like. I was pitching and shows at the time that were just, it was the hardest year to pitch and sell something Mm -hmm. uh, because studios had lost a a ton of money and the stuff that they had picked up, they now had COVID protocols, a ton of their budget had to go to testing everybody, making sure a nurse was on set, like all of these things that we don't even, even like Marvel films, you know, um, getting shut down, having, you know, a whole big part of their budget going to COVID and like, so us smaller independent people having to deal with that. And so it was just like these killer ideas that I was, I was working on one with Sony that they were, I still love my execs at Sony and they were in love with it, but it just didn't go through. It was just so hard pushing stuff through. And I just didn't feel like I was, I was moving forward in my career. I think a lot of us have felt stalled the last year or so. And, um, I saw a healer uh, that I had been working with and she said, I think you should try, I try, I do shrooms and I think you should try them, microdosing them, you know? Um, And so I used her shrooms person and okay. So the first day I took it, I was like, this just feels like an edible. Like I just feel a touch high. Like, yeah, I've felt this before. All right. And I, I remember I, stayed up a little late. I went to, I was like going to sleep at 1am. I was laying my head down on my bed. And all of a sudden, right as I laid my head down, it was like, everything is working out for me. I love my life. I love my apartment. I love what I do. I'm so lucky to get to do what I do. And I was like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> I remember I was like, yeah. whoa, is this what y'all are talking about? Yeah. And so for me, it feels like a pep in my one. You can't do it all the time because it kind of so like, like, opens a different chamber in your mind because like, yes, because so, I tripped ball in college. I'll tell you that. And one and one and one of the I, I did it. I but I and I this is years and years ago and I haven't done it. I, I did acid and it's very different from shrooms for sure. Yeah. But I did shrooms. Um, and I, it was the same thing. It was in the side of the, you just, it's that portion of your brain that you go, Oh, mm -hmm. I felt that I didn't know I could open that chamber before, but then you're like, I can't do this all the time, but this is, but this is more so of, like you said, like micro dosing Tiny it, doses. Yeah. And it opened up like a different portion of you saying, okay, instead of me saying, Oh, this is not going to work. And this is, I'm going to run into a wall here. Uh -huh. You started going to a different mindset. Yeah, I think it works with neurofeedback loops. And honestly, there are a couple of documentaries on Netflix that you can watch. I think one is Fantastic Fungi, where it shows like actually shrooms when they grow, like they mimic the like brainstem, like they mimic our brain. Mm -hmm. And is it kind of like, like I was saying with TMS, it kind of like turns on these understimulated areas of your brain, it kind of like opening it up, awakening them. And so you can't take it all the time, I think, because it uh, kind of wears off. So typically you might do like one day on, two days off, or two days on, two days off, something like that. Where you need some time for your brain to not be like not taking them in and kind of like have that downtime. But it still has the after effects. I almost, I almost feel like the day after I've taken my shrooms, I feel even better. And it really just feels like a pep in your step, like yeah. you have this positive, like you're getting a boost of positivity. For me, it feels like if I were going to the beach with my friends and like my favorite song is playing and it's my birthday and I know everyone's going to have a good time and it kind of like just re changes your mood. Yeah. Um, and so I gave it to a friend of mine and she was like, um, I, I checked in on her and she was like, I'm off my Cymbalta. Um, she was like, I still take Lamictal. I take Lamictal. I want to tell people, um, I think it's okay to obviously still take medicine. I'm not saying like this is in place of medicine, but for some people it can be if they only yeah. need like a little bit of an edge. Um, I still take my medicine, but even with that medicine, it wasn't doing enough. And so now with the shrooms, it's kind of just like what I needed specifically for my brain to be in a better place. Well, look, I mean, and as you said, like I from from knowing you for at least the last like five, six years that like you have been very vocal about mental health and you have been out there trying to help people and been active that way. So this is this is something that I, I'm glad I'm glad to hear that this this is working out for you and that because you seem you do seem like you have that pep in your step. When you, <laughs> that's you because I've been chugging. <laughs> also, I have my little Grogu. I don't know that's if you can Grogu. see it. Are you watching? Are you watching Boba right now? I ha that's the one thing I feel bad I haven't. I'll feel like yeah. I'll sit down and like watch all of it. I'm Probably obviously. Better. I mean, I think everyone knows. Like, I'm a huge Mandalorian fan, yeah. so I don't know why. I mean, I know why I haven't. I'm like, I don't know why I haven't. Uh, other than I'm slammed. You know, yeah, slammed. Yeah. yeah. What's well, all right? Let's talk some movies then. Let's talk about movies okay. that you like. Some of your favorite movies. Do you, I, I don't care if it's. I know that you love the Goofy movie. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> we know that you love the goof. My kids are watching been watching that though, by the way. Like they, right. they discovered it on Disney Plus and they were how they do you were, feel? Have you watched it? Do you I like watch, the little high dad soup moment? Think, the yeah. It's like a very bonding movie. I, I can't tell you that I, I it's it's kind of like an impassing, like when I sat down because I it was it was after my time. Um mm -hmm. for, so there were certain movies that I watched probably 10 years prior that were ones that I can go, oh, look at that. That's nostalgic to me. Like perfect example for this. This is not a kid's show but the nostalgia that really kicked in we just started doing the batman rewatches mm. and so batman 89 the tim burton you know michael keaton mm. one um I, I we did a review with winston marshall and uh and coy and we talked about it and they 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 enjoyed it for sure but they were watching it in different eyes than i was i was watching it with nostalgia guys right like so mm. i'm sure for like, for like the goofy movie for you, you probably have so many memories as a kid and things that just every time you watch it just kind of right. pops up for you. And that's how I felt watching Batman. And so to answer your question, to watch like the kids, like they're going to have those moments of a lot of different things because I show my kids everything. I don't, I don't want my mm -hmm. kids to just be like in their generation. I want my, my, my oldest watched, and this is what I love about her. She watched West Side Story, but mm -hmm. she wanted to watch the original first before she watched the remake. 
And that's what I loved. And I'm like, some kids, they don't want to watch the 1961 version, whatever it is. She did. She watched it. Then she watched the new one and she loved both of them. So I like to show them and give them as much, you know, history and, and knowledge into film as possible. But yeah, Goofy movie, it just, it, 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 they loved it. So that that's, I watch, I watch their, their eyes. If they're happy about it and they're singing the songs and it's, then it's a, it's a win for me. One day when you're sitting there and you like actually get to watch it, it's really sweet and slightly heartbreaking because Goofy just wants to be close to his teenage son and his teenage son is at this age where he's like, you're embarrassing and I don't want to be around you. And so they end up going on this road trip together where Goofy is just like, I just want to be part of your life. (laughs) And it's so sad. And you're like, oh, my God, Um, you should show them uh, Twilight Zone. I was going to ask you about that because I've seen I, because that you that's like one of your big things because I mm-hmm. remember when uh, didn't one year you and Marco dressed up like yes. that as Pauline? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, that. I was Rod Serling. I also got to be in a Rod Serling documentary uh, called Remembering Rod, okay. uh, and that was great. My brother, it's a tradition to yeah. watch it at New Year's, and because that's how we got into it growing up. We watched it at New Year's. They always have a, a marathon. And so this New Year's, my brother was showing every year. He has it on, like kind of the background when they're making tamales or like have it or hanging out or whatever. My niece and nephew will be watching Twilight Zone. And yeah. it's so funny because we'll be like cooking and we can see them and they're just sitting there watching it. They're like too young, you know, to really know much and like a couple of the parts are too scary but it's just funny that they're watching it the way that we did and i'm sure it'll be a thing for them as they get older yeah i think it's the same thing i think my kids might be a little too young for that yet but i think that i do think my oldest is gonna would respond to that because i definitely want to twilight zone is 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 one of the i think i think not talked about enough as time goes on to be honest with yeah. you what how how revolutionary it was to television and everything that it did um but go to movies what are what are your go to movies obviously goofy movie but what one of my favorite movies is fools russian is that Matthew and, and it's matthew perry and selma hyatt oh right right, right and right. i it's classic 90s rom-com classic 90s comedy i love the writing it's based on a real life story um of this these two people from two totally different worlds that end up falling for each other and like their families don't want them together and i don't know it just her family felt so much like my family and it's really funny because over the decades people are like this is a really stereotypical view of of mexicans and i'm like yeah but it's also true <laughs> like i feel my family's always like one they believe in signs they're super superstitious they're always lighting candles uh they're always like so many um of the things that she does my family is so catholic yeah. uh that that her family does is what my family does and so we grew up watching i watched this movie when i was when i was little we would watch it like every year every time it was like playing on tv and so over time that's what my nostalgia is for so i I, that's a feel-good movie too that's a feel-good if you want to put something on I, i love that movie well, it also goes back to what we were just talking about. It's like it's it's amazing how like this just these little things of how you find a movie in the first place, what it says to you, how you relate to it, and how mm-hmm. that ultimately will you'll always take that with you because I'm sure that if you're even if you're tired and you're coming back from the writing room and that movie pops on, you're like, all right, I'll watch a little bit of it right now. Right. There's always yes. those, there's always those kind of movies that do that. And that's why I think the go to I might even title this episode. Uh, what what are your go to movies? Because I think that's always a fun conversation. Um, like for me, have your kids gotten to see Encanto? Yeah, they love it. Oh, they Dude, love it's it. so are you addicted to those songs are so worm like Annie. just like worm their way. It plays, um, it plays in my living. The Bruno one. Oh, we don't talk about Bruno. Is number five on the Hot oh, 100. I know it's going against like Lil Nas X and right. like all like you, it's is, like up there with regular songs. Listen, this is this this is an Encanto house. Uh, we my kids love it. The four year old this morning. This is this is why this. Not only do I love Encanto because it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. This saves me so much stress in the morning because we just got one of those little the little. Uh, the apple pods the it's whatever like the like the mini pod yeah yeah, the mini pod yeah so it like the alexa of of apple and and it's it's so i just she was starting to get a little feisty in the morning and i just said hey siri play the encanto soundtrack and her and her eyes light up 
She moves everything out of the living room. She just moves everything to the side and she knows the words and she moves around. And then the, and then when the 10 year old comes out, they start singing it together. And there's one part of the song and it just stops. And you hear the four, four year old go, we don't talk about Bruno. And it's just like, <laughs> you just, they know all the words. They know everything about it. My, my daughter actually did a, um, a review of it with me. She wanted to do it. She wanted to review it. I, love that. You know, I want to see if I can find the uh, play. Uh, as you, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but I, if I can find the audio, I'll play you a little of the audio from it. Um, <laughs> she, they, yeah, in Kento, it plays here all of the time. So, uh, you lo- so you loved it. Oh yeah. 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 I, and that's, I was, you know, the thing that I'd been missing from a lot of Disney animation songs, I mean, Disney animation films that came out, you know, the past decade is a, a banger soundtrack. Like yeah. I grew up on 90s Disney movies. We had like the Hercules soundtrack. It was like every song was a banger. Mulan, every song yep. was a banger. Yep. Yep. And then the ones that have come out the past decade, it was like they might have one or two songs here or one, you know, Raya and the Last Dragon, which I think is great. Um, I don't think it was me- it wasn't made to have, you know, a bunch of songs, but I kind of missed that. I kind of missed having like, man, all of these different songs kind of getting stuck in your head and just like really explosive and fun. You know, that, that style of Colombian music is just so um, vibrant. And that's another thing I like to put it on and like clean or dance around my place. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so like I said, the, the music pops in this house all the time. And even here, let's see if you can hear this. They live in a hidden part of Colombia in a magical house. Okay. And all of them have magic powers except for, Except for Mirabelle, who's the main character, and uh, then their magic starts fading, and Mirabelle starts out of, like tries to like get to the bottom of it, and she, and um, it's a really sweet movie about family. Oh, it's a sweet movie about family. So I take her to eat in like this movie. <laughs> she give me a face. Like, what are you talking no, about? No, it's my favorite movie of all time. Of all my, time. And my <laughs> too. Okay. Well, maybe not my favorite movie I've yeah. ever, but. It's, it's, but I'd say among my favorites of Star Wars and Harry Potter, it's among them. So you really <laughs> love that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. So, so the kids, the kids love it. That's a great one. So people who haven't seen, I think it's going to win the Oscar. There's no doubt about mm, it. Yeah. Or, I don't yeah. know what its competition is, but yeah. Ryan, the last dragon, which was also pretty good. Oh, uh, right, right, right. It's competing against itself. <laughs> it is. And it's also, there's the other one, the, what's it? The Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, that's it? a great movie. Oh, I haven't that's seen a, it. Everyone oh, says You it's should really watch good. that. That's so yeah. good. Can't that is really kids, good. Can't get the kids to watch it. They don't want to watch it. And all I hear is how fantastic it is. Yeah. What? You watch it, Christian. You do this for yourself. You no, know, I know. Well, with all you the shit I got to watch, Danny, that I want to watch. I mean, like I said, I just started watching Peacemaker last night. And the problem is, is that and this is what I tell people who watch this show is that my wife and I only have so much time together, you know, because yeah. of the work week. And and then she's very picky on the shit that she wants to watch and understandably show. So she's with the kids all day long and we, we come in and there's this, her taste and my taste are, even though she's like, no, we like a lot of the same things. If I had a dollar for every single time that she was like, eh, I'm not into it. Like she turned off Ted Lasso. Like, so to show you. Did, yeah. did did she get in a couple like the first episode is always the hardest it's a pilot they're like setting like up three. everything yeah she she said she goes i she's like I, she's like i get it she's like but i just don't understand why it's as big as it is and i was like i gotta get back into this and i and then all this other shit pops up and whether it's uh i'm watching boba fed and peacemaker mm-hmm. and then i'm doing did you the watch succession so i watched the first four episodes of succession i really like it that's one i'm gonna <sighs> go back to for sure i really like you it. need to finish yeah especially if you're in that like sopranos type of Oh yeah, it's for Five. me. That, sh- that show is for me. I, I, and and everybody says the same thing. You gotta watch it. I I will. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with like Breaking Bad, right? I didn't watch Breaking Bad until there was like two seasons left to go before it finished. And then I binged all of it and was like, yeah, I knew the show was going to be for me. It's the same thing with Succession. I know that the show is going to be for me. I know I'm going to love it. It's just a matter of finding the time to do it. Yeah. Um, I want to finish Dexter. I want to finish like there's, there's there's a ton of shit, but. Jumping back to the to the to the go tos for you. There's um, mm-hmm. there's, there's there's two movies. Are there any other ones that that stand out for you that you say, yeah, that's that's the one that you gotta be you gotta be on that that page with me, or we can't talk. Mm, I mean, I love Selena too. I think that's so. I wish it had come out in a time when like, I think it's like Oscar worthy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of Lopez, it's right? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Uh, she's so good. I think it's Rock her best map. acting yeah. role ever. And it was like her first. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, that, you know, I said the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Disney head. So like any Toy Story, you know, um that I love Toy Story. I you have love a favorite out of the four of them. Is the first one? Oh yeah, the first one. First one, so yeah. yeah. But, I think that's. I think that's the case with most movies. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way about. Um, I don't know if this is blasphemous and a bunch of people will write me, but I feel the Tom Holland Spider Man ones like my favorite is the first one. I just feel like. I don't think you get blasted on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I think it's you know, there's just, it's something about the newness and the, and the story and the, like, it's just, you know, you're focusing on, on, on this, uh, these characters. And cause you know, once you start adding sequels, it kind of like spins off into a bunch of things. And so I'm a very like, pun intended, pun intended. (laughs) Spins off. (laughs) But yeah. So yeah. Did you, did you watch the new one, the new way home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you enjoy it or? Yeah. 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 I, I, I loved um, the social commentary of it. Yeah. I love that it was so true to Peter Parker and his moral compass. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm interested to see what they do. Um, I also love Andrew Garfield. He was really sweet. So Yeah, he is. And I love the fact that they can actually talk about it now. And if people are spoiled by it, tough shit. Oh, oops. <laughs> I mean, if I saw it, y'all, I saw it like three, I saw it after New Year's. Not, so I got really sick. I got yeah. really sick and I couldn't, I couldn't go. And so like, y'all, I, if I like waited like a month to see it and I still know. ended up seeing it. It's true. There's, there's tons of this. There's so much that I want to see. Like the new Scream movies is just mm-hmm. out. I'm so, I'm so curious about that one because I liked the first one very much. It's one of my favorite Wes Craven movies. It's, it's it, it was so different at the time, the way that they played off of it and a little meta. Um, and then the rest of them were fine for me. The, the people love the, the fourth one and I just not not a big fan of it. But the, but this one getting big reviews can rate yeah. great reviews. people really really dig it so i'm excited to see it but the problem was that at the moment because of where we are i have a i got a four-year-old who's not able to get vaccinated and with the mm-hmm. rates of what kids are doing right now i'm like i'm not going to risk it right now i really want to see scream but i'm not going to risk it at the moment i will yeah. see it i will check it out but that's that's what i'm curious about you scream fan oh yeah yeah, yeah. That that's same with horror. I feel like that is uh, Halloween. I love Halloween, but I think like the first one. How can you beat the original Scream? Yeah. Same thing. Um, I'm curious to see how they got teenagers to answer the phone. Like, what are they doing there? You yeah. know, in this one, I'm I'm curious to see what it's going to end up being because me too. Because it looks like they play with it even so in the in the trailer with how they they're playing with the technology of yeah. opening up the locks on the house and all that. So yeah, I think yeah. That we're gonna play with it for sure. All right, Danny, a question now. So it's twenty. It's let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the picture that that we come out of this shit in April, okay. May. We're good to go. It seems like the world's getting back together ish. Um, what does 2022 look look like for Danny Fernandez? What's the oh, what's, what's yeah? Goals? Um, my goal is to focus on acting. Um, I've been you know, in and out of writer's rooms now throughout the whole pandemic, which I understand is a a great privilege. And I I am very grateful and I'm very grateful to my showrunners, my executives who love my writing. And, and I'm just ready though, to be more visible. Like uh, I haven't really gotten to act in anything. I've had big, you know, things here and there, but I haven't really gotten to star in anything and show off my acting chops and uh, all of my acting training and my vulnerability and comedy. And I just feel like I'm ready for that. And I know that is happening. Like that is happening this year. And I'm excited about that, but I'm just ready for people to see that side of me. Cause like I said, it was like, I was doing stand up and then hosting and then, and it's like the one thing that I feel like, although a lot of people know I do that, I haven't really gotten to show that and prove myself to people. Well, I think that it's very similar conversation that I had a couple of years back with like Tiffany Smith. Look at what Tiffany mm-hmm. did, right? Like Tiffany was was the same type of thing, went into hosting and then she's been that's that's what she's been doing as far as acting goes too. And I think that when it comes down to as you just said, I think that you just said the the most crucial part of that 
for anybody who's no matter what you want to do, whether it's acting or whatever job you want. Danny said it right then. She said, I know it's going to happen. So and it was like a second thought to her. She just said, (laughs) but that's what you need to do in order to get stuff. That's what you need to do. Yes, that is my manifesting. One of my many, um, if anyone that follows me, I'm really big on manifesting and it's, 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 it's taken so much, uh, mental strength to retrain my brain. I get, I get the feeling, you know, snarky and cynical and negative, but it just is not helpful (laughs) with, with, if you're already dealing with that in this business, you need to just claim it. And so I don't even say it will happen. I just say it is happening. It, you know, um, because it is. And, um, and Tiffany and I are actually in a group together and I love Tiffany. We're so similar. We're so similar. It's like, okay, I'm ready. You know, and she, same thing, you know, she, uh, played Meghan Markle. Uh, she like me has done some VO stuff and hosting and like, it's kind of like you have to wear all these hats to even survive out here. But I think we're both like, let me show you, give me the opportunity to show you what I can do, you know? Um, and so, same with same with uh, how a lot of things are getting greenlit that already have existing IP. We see that it's like, why is this? Why are you making this remaking this forty billion times? Right. That happens a lot in acting, where it's like, okay, we're just going to pick from these four people who are in my demo because they're already established. Because right. we, we know who they are. We don't want to take a risk on something. They are. Yeah, but risks is how so many great things. You know, we talk about like Dev Patel being discovered or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, that's what I think of because everyone's like, oh, you have to have uh, a big name to have a big movie. And it was like, no, Slumdog Millionaire ended up like winning an Oscar. And like, so you actually don't, uh, especially if you're doing all these IPs, they already have yeah. a fan base behind them. So you you should be putting in new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's my. That's what this town is. This town, this town is always. Yeah. Been, uh, we don't want to take a risk, but we want to be the people remembered for taking the risk. Like it's yeah, it's, my manager. I think he said actually uh, that Reginald Hudlin always says this that everybody's rushing to be second. Yeah, and I deal with that so much. It's like, oh, oh, she's on this. Okay, now we're ready. It's yep. like, okay, let us know once you become famous, and and then we'll circle back around and want to yeah. work with you. Well, look, look, you there know? are tons of people. That I always go back to the. I watched that's the. The Rocky's one of my favorite movies, and and right, the, exactly. And it's, and it's that story where they wanted mm-hmm. to pay him like. $75,000 and say, that's it. You, you know, you, you're making nothing right now. So go take that. And you're not starring in this. Who the hell are you? And he's like, no, I want to, I want to star in it. And it's like that story of that. That's why it's always that he, that's the movie that people always bring back because it's like, believe in yourself, take the shot, push for what you want. Different business at the time, obviously in 1974, 75, whatever the hell it was. Um, but you're right. There is this pool, and a lot of people don't want to take that risk. And working in the studio system for as long as I did, yeah, saw it all the time. And it was like, yeah. well, you know, we want somebody, we want that person, we want that person, someone like that person, but we don't know. I don't know who that is, so no. And it's like, yeah, but look at the work. And mm-hmm. it's why unknowns don't get the shot as much normally. Mm-hmm. And it's also the other thing, another thing that's that's why I give you guys so much credit for people who who are acting. The problem is that now, especially with streaming, because back in the day, TV. You could go and if you're unknown, you can make your name in TV and make the move because there's not a lot of big uh, movie stars that are making the transition. Now, Julia Roberts yeah. is doing TV. Everybody's doing right. streaming now. So it's it's like there's competition now at even the highest level to get yeah. in there and make your move. So, yeah, yeah. I, I commend you guys for the, it's 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 a grind. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing happened with um, Issa Rae. Like she never they when she came out and was like they wanted to recast me. I was like, of course they did. I knew yeah. I knew that. Like of course they did. They wanted to pick somebody else with her own show about her own life, you know. And um, and so now a lot of us creators, it, I, I'm so lucky to have a writing background where I can literally write myself into my shows and yeah. be like, I'm. I'm not giving this to you. I'm not giving you the script unless I can be in it. Uh, Rami also um, did that as well. And so, so many of us, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's like, you know, everybody now wants to take a chance on her. And a lot of these studios, my manager would ask them, would you have taken a chance on her before she was who she was? And they're like, no. (laughs) And it's like, okay, well, there you go. How are you going to get new IP, new stories, new people, new faces, new talent, new ideas, so that's that's where I'm at for for this year. That's where I've been at, but now I know this year is like going to be a, a big turning point. Well, I think that's for everybody out there who's listening that you should take that and you should and you really because I we we get comments like that a lot 
a lot of times people asking, even when it comes to stuff like podcasting on how to do it, because there's so many people doing it in YouTube. Listen to what Danny said. Um, put the positivity out there. Get yourselves in that spirit. And I know it's tough. The last two years, it's been tough for a lot of people. But I do feel we're at the light of the end of the tunnel. I really do feel that. And maybe that's me putting at that philosophy that Danny just talked about. So either way, Danny, it was so nice to talk to you after uh, a bit. So we should do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for letting me geek out about my movies and talk about shrooms. That, that, yeah, that was pretty fascinating. But the, the other thing is when you're able to talk about your show, why don't you come back yes. here and let's and let's do that as well. Yeah, I will. All right, ladies Sounds and gentlemen, good. Danny Fernandez, please go and follow her on Twitter. Miss Danny Fernandez, you see it right yes. there. And once again, everybody, don't forget about those tiers. It is patreon.com slash SEN live. Check it out today. Do not forget about Spotify. Don't forget about Apple Podcasts, all that and more. You got so much appreciate you guys hit those comments because i comment all all of them back you know that it takes me a while and that's a good thing <laughs> but i do it all right everybody thank you to danny thank you you guys see you next time